0: Hi, it's Jessica McWilliams and I'm the host of Planner Lifestyle Podcast. Behind every planner there's a person and behind every person there's a story. On today's show I have Lindsay from Linz Marie RN on Instagram. She's also a local Minnesota planner and she is an awesome health hero and she does tell us what it's really like to wear all that PPE during this time of COVID-19. And one reason she can't quit her love affair with the Pilot G2.38 pen. Uh, And black ink, of course. Here's Lindsay. Lindsay, thanks for coming on Planner Lifestyle Podcast. It's such a pleasure to have you here.
1: Thanks for inviting me. This is going to be fun. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, and this is your first podcast. We were just joking before we hit record about learning and learning new things. and. Um, I actually have a a friend who's in her 80s and she advises people to like have three new experiences a week to live with. What is it? Vitality. And I was joking with you because you might be sick of learning things. (laughs) and You have just had a huge milestone in your life. I'd love for you to unpack that with us and share how your education process went, how you use planners through that, and kind of what you're about. Will you tell us like your profession and what you've just accomplished?
1: Sure. All right. So high point over the top here. I, um, I work in neonatal intensive care. I've been a nurse since 2003. I have recently, as of April 30th, graduated with my doctor of nursing practice, neonatal nurse practitioner. I work nights. I have two little girls, and I try to balance that with the fact that my husband is also a nurse, and he works in the emergency room. He runs an ER, so things are chaotic all the time at our house. As far as school goes, I, like I said, just finished my doctor of nursing practice. So that is a practice doctorate, and it is slightly different than a PhD, doesn't focus so much on research, focuses more on how to improve medical practice as opposed to generate new knowledge. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously my neonatal nurse practitioner, I've worked in the NICU forever, let's be honest here. It's been 17 years now so between that and um, trying to juggle work because I worked the whole time I was in school in the NICU in addition to doing my doctorate and um, my nurse practitioner degree it's been an an adventure it was it kind of started I started school in August of 2016 my husband had finished his master's degree Just about nine months before that, he did a a master's in uh, business administration with a healthcare emphasis. So I originally was going to go back to school first, and then I found out I was pregnant with my second child, and so we decided to do a flip, and Eric went back to school first. So I didn't want to try to be pregnant and do clinicals and work and do all of the things, and mm. that was more than what I could probably do. So we did the flip and he went back to school first. He finished, and then in August of sixteen, I started my doctorate. I went to school full-time until April 30th. I did um clinicals and work and all of the the doctoral stuff all at the same time while also trying to raise two elementary school divas. They are currently <sighs> <laughs> they are divas they're in first and third grade and uh, they keep me busy to say the least odds are they will probably join us in this party at some point today and that's fine
0: some people are like you can have it all some people are like less is more like do you just kind of follow your instincts how do you go about your decisions and how you live
1: well first of all Everything I do, honestly, is for my kids. I, I, they're the most important thing to me. And my husband, we really our family is is the most important part of the reason I switched to working nights. I had been, you know, the coup de gras you have your your day shift, straight days, and I gave that up to go back. that I could take care of my kids. Okay. So basically, what we've been doing right now, I guess you can kind of see where it lands based on I've been working nights, my husband's been working days. I come home and I help them with school. So sleep has been a little short on the uh, the draft for me for well four years, but you know, hey, but particularly for the last few months. But uh, you know, we really just want them to be aware of our presence. We want them to know that we're there for them, even though we both have jobs that take us away a lot. We mm-hmm. it is not only. A physical away, but it's an emotional away. I mean, we have very stressful jobs. Neonatal intensive care is it is not to be taken lightly. My my girls, I joke, people ask me to describe my job and I'm like, uh, and my my kids are the ones who actually describe it best. And they just walk up and they're like, mom saves babies. And I'm like, mm. well, no, that's kind of a pretty good summary, you know? And I want them to see that's part of the reason, like with school, I, I went back to school because A, it was something I've always wanted to do. It's been a goal of mine my whole life. I knew that it was, you know, a goal that I needed to attain, but I want my girls to see that a strong woman is their mom. They You know, I want them, I want to set that example for them. It's important. I want them to see how important it is to, to do what you set out to do and to do it. With kindness, to be kind to other humans. I just, that's hugely important. I guess that's my, if I had it, an overarching parenting philosophy, is think about what you say. I mean, what you say matters. And if someone said that to you, how would you feel? I want my girls to be able to emulate that more than anything.
0: That's so sweet, Lindsay. And thank you for saving the babies when you can. And putting in those long hours our community is stronger because of people like you and your husband and your family and I just wanted to recognize your your sacrifice and all your time poured in is really it doesn't go unnoticed even if we're not affected but I did have two babies in the NICU for a short yes for a short time we were the big babies I had twins and they were the big babies on the block because they were five pounds which as you know is that is Big babies on the block, right?
1: (laughs) Yes. Although some really big babies too, because really big babies are just as likely to get sick as tiny humans. They were
0: born during the H1N1 what what was H1N1? Flu? Um,
1: That yeah, that was it was a flu. Yes. I remember that very, very vividly, because there Mm -hmm. was a vaccine for H1N1, and we would have people like I remember actual fist fights overdoses of vaccine and I remember thinking people come on now show some grace
0: well and that's one of your messages right even during this time of COVID-19 um obviously as like a licensed medical professional I'm not going to have you come on here and give advice and do all of that there's plenty of information out there for people who need it and they're not coming here for that anyways but one of your messages is can we just have some grace with each other right is that
1: Absolutely. How you
0: Yeah. So how would you define that? Or like how how does that look? How in an ideal scenario, if people were to adopt that in their lives, what would that look like?
1: I think ultimately remember that we are all struggling here. Like this is not easy for anyone. Yes, it's certainly more difficult for others. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie, it's been probably a little bit more of a struggle at our house, purely because we are there. But everybody's nobody wants to be stuck at home. Nobody wants to have all of their plans canceled. I mean, I didn't get to have my own graduation. My graduation was canceled. I spent four years on a doctorate degree and my graduation was canceled. We are all mourning the losses of what has been going on. But we also have to remember that everybody is and we have to be kind to each other show each other some grace don't spread the anger don't spread the hate spread love love is more important it is so essential everybody's struggling we need to remember that we need to give each other a window to of, of grace just remember the need that we are all struggling and it's not just you that is struggling and 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 we all Everybody just needs to be spread the love. Just be kind. Show each other a little bit. Give you give you some wiggle room. Everybody is a little bit shorter than their their fuse is shorter. I do. I mean, I my my fuse is way shorter than it is normally, and I'm a redhead. My my fuse is short to begin with. Mm. Well,
0: that might have something to do with like you're also lack of sleep. Like I don't, how, how are you sleeping? Like, is that a self-care goal for you is to sleep? Like, what are you, how, how do you live.
1: live? How do I live? I, well, the first four years I was a nurse, I was on active duty. I was a military nurse. And uh, so you get really good at being able to sleep a short amount of time and being able to function. So I, I kind of have, Fortunately, I'm not a person who needs a ton of sleep in order to be able to be human. So basically, kind of what I've been doing is I've been coming home from work, taking a quick nap, getting up. When I say quick, I mean sometimes it's 30 minutes, but you'd be amazed what 30 minutes of solid sleep can do for your brain. It is amazing. And then getting up and helping the kids with school because they are doing, obviously, still doing distance learning. So And then they've been really patient with me and I appreciate that because sometimes I'm literally staring at the computer going, huh? Mm. What? Is that a thing? They're like, mom, really? You just, just, you're a doctor mom, really? And I'm like, "Um, yeah, no, I don't know. Like, what is this like complex math thing that you're doing here? I multiply meds and I tell people what dose to give. I'm like, I I, I had to teach long division to my third grader. And how I learned long division back in the, like, early 80s is not the same as how they teach long division now. Mm -hmm. So she's been, like, my, my children are my rock. I love them. They have been entirely patient with me. But, yeah, sleep has been a challenge. I have gotten really good at then taking a nap in the afternoon. And as long as I get a nap right before I have to go in to work, I'm good. That in, you know, like nine gallons of coffee a day. I'm not going to lie.
0: So like another half hour? So like you have an hour of sleep in a day?
1: No. I mean, I'll I'll take a nap for a couple hours in the afternoon usually when the girls are okay. going to school and they'll, you know, hang out, do something. They Fortunately, they're good at playing together for a little while and they understand that if, you know, they need me, they can wake me up.
0: First and third grade, the, the I mean, yes, there are things to be cautious about in life, but they're not like a risk factor for like, what if they run into the streets? Or, you know, like when you have toddlers and preschoolers right. and babies, you, you just, you can't yeah, hardly leave them anywhere. Yeah.
1: They're old enough that they can give me a couple hour nap without burning the house down, at least at this point, which has been helpful. So far, so good. <laughs> Amen. But- <laughs> Eric will come home in the evening, late in the evening, and then I will take another nap once he gets home. And as long as I get a, that kind of hour, hour and a half right before I go in, I'm good. So I find I usually get between four and five hours a day.
0: Mm-hmm. Some people run like that. I mean, that is a little choppy just based on your needs. But I have a number of friends. Actually, my last guest last week, Julie Garza. She, well, I think she gets more sleep than that, but she gets up at four. So that's what I was thinking for. But... Um, I have a number of friends who work on four hours. Yeah. One yeah. of them took up a whole lifestyle of going out dancing. She's like, a, she was like a homeschool mom and That's awesome. just total suburban and like housewife or whatever. And then she's like, I have more to do. So she took up the hobby of going to concerts till like 3 a.m. And then she like sleeps from like however long till like her kids get up before school. And that totally works for their family. It's just completely amazing to me. Um, just We're just different. We're just diff- wired differently. And thank goodness, too, because I don't know what I need, but my body, like, left on its own, could sleep for 10 hours.
1: I was going to say, on the random nights that I – on the nights that I don't work, I will fall asleep at, like, 8 o'clock and sleep until, like, 8 in the morning. Just dead to the world.
0: That's like your battery pack. That's like you, when you, like Lindsay recharges like stick like the batteries that can recharge you stick in for like 12 hours and then now you can like have that battery life for so long and then
1: Like exactly. <laughs> it stems from like being on act- an, an active duty nurse for like 4 plus years because you just learned to sleep when you could and you just my body now knows how to do that.
0: Well, as you were saying about long division a little earlier, I was thinking like, what was easier, active duty nurse or teaching a third grader long division in 2020? Like, I don't, know. I don't
1: know. Girl, I have no idea. I mean, I was on active duty <laughs> a long time ago. I was, I was um, on active duty during the initial push right after 9/11, so it was, it was different, obviously. But I'm telling you, long teaching, long division. Is not easy. I am not a, okay. I willfully admit. I I am not a teacher. I have the <laughs> utmost respect for all teachers, and I have for a long time because I know I can do it. I am not an elementary school teacher, and my teachers, my girls' teachers, are my heroes because I sit there and I'm going, what? Like I don't understand the assignment. And my and my my first grader looks at me, rolls her eyes, like mom, really, really, and I'm like, well. I don't know. Like, just do it. Like, look at the, the read the instructions. Just, I mean, instructions, go with it.
0: Go with it. Yeah. Well, oh. First of all, I applaud all teachers too. I'm very supportive of educators and education as a whole. Um, although my, my kids are not in the public school system or private school system. I kind of wonder too, I should probably investigate what is on the new SATs and ACTs. If they're testing kids with the whole like multiplication is like a grid and long division is like somehow there's circles involved, like or whatever, like yeah. we're ringing answers and rounding up and all this other stuff. Like, I don't think they're going to know how to do math like that. Um, Cause I don't know how to do math like that. Right. Although, Lifelong learners, as you are proven yourself, you really can, like, when when you have the capacity to want to dig in, there actually are some pretty cool math tricks or, I don't even know if you want to call tricks or theories or underlining things that the, quote unquote, new math or common core or whatever yeah. does that you're like, oh, well, that's kind of cool. I'm never going to do it that way. Right. But... That's, I can see, okay, there's like a hundred here and the ones are over there. Okay. But I'm just going to memorize seven times seven. Right. That's 49 and we're done.
1: <laughs> i like, Hey, let's do some flashcards. It'll be fun. But yeah. I have to laugh. So like we had, no, we had no whiteboards or anything. So I got a dry erase from Mark marker and I taught my daughter long division how I learned how to do it. I mean, like, I'm almost 40 and make like 40 this summer. And so on our sliding glass door, we had a giant math board that we just practiced on the sliding glass door. I mean, it's been, it's been, we tried to make it fun because, you know, they're sad. They want to be at school. My kids are used to, you know, they are yeah. at school. They're used to that interaction and, and, and they like, they're like me. I mean, they like to learn. You, you don't go back to school when you're almost 40 if you don't like to learn. Mm-hmm. but uh we've been trying to make it fun but yeah like you said I've actually learned a lot like like the like exactly like different ways to do things am I gonna do it that way no because my brain is full of other information that I have to use on a daily basis yeah. but it's yeah. been fun to learn it
0: so, how do you keep all these assignments straight? Your flipped schedule with your spouse? Are you writing this on a family calendar? Do you have Google dot or Google? What am I
1: saying? What is the cal- Google calendar? Whatever that's called. I, yes, D, all of the above, and then some. So, we have a giant wall calendar that I do at the beginning of the month that has my schedule, Eric's call schedule the girls like class schedules their activity like obviously before all of their activities were canceled we had then had to have all of their activities on there as well to know who is going to get whoever where they needed to be um, so yeah we have a giant wall calendar that is in our mudroom as we come in and out of the house from the garage so that everybody can see it so every, we have different icons for different things like i have tiny page i have little pagers for Eric's on call nights we have like a nurse head for when my I'm working. We had, you know, swimming for swimming, just a giant. And then it also has a list on the side. I've been using that to kind of, so the girls can see when their Zoom calls are. Cause they have, they have several Zoom calls for their classes And so just trying to track all of that so that they know when to expect mom, when to expect dad, because it's not been a lot of time that we're all here at once, unfortunately, especially in the last couple months. But then I also have that same thing built into our share. iCal. We use iCal because I don't know how to use a PC anymore. I've had a Mac so long that I'm like, I know how to chart on my word computer and that's it. But uh So we have an iCal that we have a share Cal. I have one for each of the girls and that that has their specific events that I can share with them. And then I have a bigger one that's set up like with my work, with my school, with Eric's um, specific work stuff. And then him and I share all of those, like all all of the calendars are shared between the two of us. On top of that, because... I'm not always the best at updating, especially the giant wall calendar. I live and die by a EC monthly. I Just the deluxe monthly. I haven't had time to do anything else for the last few years. I was a vertical girl before that when I had time Mm -hmm. to do things. But uh, time has been short on the ground since August of 16. But I basically have everything in that monthly so that I know exactly where everybody needs to be. And then that actually is where everything goes first. And then it goes on to the bigger ones that I share with everybody else afterwards so that everybody can see what's going on. But I need one that I have with me all the time so that I can make sure that I can look further out. I like the digital calendar, like I said, because I can share it with Eric, but I have to have something I can flip through and actually look at in order to remember what I have to do. And I use different color, like, like event, tiny event stickers for different things. So like school was always dark gray and I could write down when my t- when my exams were so that I could, I could actually see it. Like I have to see it. I'm visual. I like, otherwise I can't remember it. There's too much in my brain, but, uh, you know, I'd, I'd have my assignments in one so I could see when assignments were due, when exams were all of that thing, all of that was in like kind of one color. Whereas light things with certain little icons or different colors for different people would kind of help me keep track of who needed to be where, when.
0: Are you using little transparent dots? Are you using like mild liner dashes? Like how do you color code different pens? How do you, what's your, give us the juicy details of these icons.
1: Are they stickers? Do you
0: make the stickers? Are you ordering the stickers?
1: D, all of the above. <laughs> so- <laughs> I made (laughs) one specifically for school that had like my school logo on them so that it was really obvious that that I would stick that so I make really tiny monthly um sized event stickers I have wildly tiny handwriting so I could fit a lot in one box um and then I could write those so they were always like a dark gray color I had tiny Um, I made tiny little pager stickers like I said I use that to track when Eric's call shifts are because that changes how we have to manage who's going to pick up who because obviously we have no idea what time he will be home and when he will have to go back to the hospital various things like that and then um I use really tiny event stickers also in I try to Lately, I've been trying to keep them the same color as as whatever the monthly is because it's just easier, and I made those because I haven't had time to order anything much lately. I'm not going to lie. But uh, like swimming, I have tiny swim goggle icons that I use, and uh, soccer, I have tiny soccer icons that I use because they both do both of those sports. Um, I'll just choir. I typically just write choir in, although obviously, again, all of these are things that are not in it right now. But... As a right. general rule, there's usually a tiny sticker icon and a small, um, a really narrow, so I can put several of them on there, event sticker that I made.
0: So what, how did you develop this tiny handwriting? Was this becoming it like like school notes or has this been like a lifelong uh, skill?
1: You know, um, it's kind of built over the years. I feel like it really picked up when I was in college for nursing school, because you take a lot of notes and I don't, sorry, my daughter was in here for a second. (laughs) Um, I don't generally like to have a lot of pages to have to look at. It's easier for me to look at Fewer things with smaller writing. Like it doesn't bother my eyes. I know that would probably bother a lot of people's eyes, but as I've gone through school, my writing has gotten smaller as I've gotten older. Um, And some of that is purely because I have pretty neat handwriting, so it's easy to write small. And uh, it just helps me condense things a little bit more, which in my brain works better for me than having several pages of things I have to go through. Like I said, I'm very visual. I need to have like one sheet that I can look at that has everything on it. Do
0: you have a photographic memory type thing or do you instill those practices to help you?
1: I do somewhat. Um, I can, like, as far as reading goes, I can, I can, when I'm studying, I can see the page of what I can actually visualize the page of where that piece of information is at. And mm-hmm. some of that has come with practice. Uh I went to school for biochemistry and then nursing and then DNP and NNP. So there's been lots of years. I I go to school apparently all the time. That is my new favorite thing to do. But uh,
0: What are you even going to do with yourself, Lindsay?
1: (laughs) I'm not sure. Right now I'm still studying a ton because I have to take my certification exam. So I'm still studying every day. And when that is finally done, I am not sure what I'm going to do with all my time. I actually got a vertical planner again to start in July because I should be done with my cert exam somewhere by the end of July. Because mm-hmm. I really need to find a hobby again.
0: <laughs> well, you've been bullet journaling too. So that's kind of a whole nother aspect
1: of. I have. That is my create. my That is both my daily kind of where to write down all the things I need to do in a, in a given day and my creative outlet I'm very much I like art I like any kind of you know I that allows me to put the fun in functional I guess if, if you think of a better way to describe it but I need that either oh, the brain to get activity to or I would lose my mind
0: I like how you bullet journal and then you have these very distinct boxes with like well, at least look just looking quickly through your Instagram. Yeah. Um, they're very heavily bordered, like the boxes. Like they'll have a thick line and a dash and a something. Like, but it's very prominent on the page. It looks really cool.
1: I do that again because it comes back to the fact that I'm very visual. Because then my attention is drawn directly to what it needs to be drawn to. It, it doesn't confuse me. My, It allows, I see, oh, there's Monday. There's Tuesday. There's Wednesday. There's the weekend. I usually combine the weekend because I'm either just hanging out at home with the family or I'm at work. So I don't usually separate those days out. But uh, I very much need to be able to just look at it and go, that's that day. That's that day. That's.
0: Yeah, so very, they're very compartmentalized, I guess, would be a. Yes. Maybe a good term for
1: that. Yes. And again, that comes back to my, I'm visual. My brain needs to be able to just go, there it is. That's the day I'm looking for here are my things.
0: <laughs> what um, what kind of notebook do you use or just any anything or do you have a special one?
1: I use the EC, their dot grid. I like the mm. size of it and I like the fact that it has white paper. I don't, I, I love a Leuch term, but I'm not an off-white paper girl like I need to have the white paper I may, maybe it's my brain like when I put a sticker on there if the sticker is a different color than the paper I just go oh my gosh I can't yeah like the white border right yeah. right so I think that's really why it's the bright white paper that does it for me um, yeah. that's a niche if you're
0: looking to break out in the sticker oversaturated sticker world have a off-white paperback yeah
1: pretty because, <laughs> because then you can get- it drives me nuts. Otherwise, and yeah. I use it as a soft bound. Hard bounds, I find I can't drag with me as easily. Usually, I have kind of limited space where I can stash stuff at work. We have very small um, personal like storage areas at our at our workstations. So, I anything that can condense into a smaller version of itself is always good.
0: And so you're th- you're saying with the hard bound it. Well, like, what if it was just the same size? But how is hardbound and softbound take up different size?
1: The the soft one I can fold in half to fit in something. Oh,
0: it's it moving. I see. Like you're curling it up, kind of yeah. like you can bend sticking it in and You
1: can't okay. bend the hardbound.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like a honking book. Right. Yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> Do you have a pen collection? Are you a t- a pen kind of person, or do you just pick up whatever's on the the desk?
1: I am a penaholic. I ha- I have a pen problem. There is a twelve step program for people like me. Um, my go tos. I'm I'm a black ink girl. I am not team blue. Okay, blue is my favorite color, but ink must be black. Um, I like the Pilot. G2 in a 0.38. I told you I have very tiny handwriting, so therefore having a very fine pen is important. I love Muji gel pens in 0.5 and 0.3. I love liners because they're liners, and I have to highlight a lot of things. And I don't like super bright ink. It drives me nuts when I have to look at a white page with, you know, again, many years of staring at textbooks. The liners really help me in that regard. Um, Dual tip anything. I use a lot of um, the EC dual tips. I use the um, Tombow. I use a ton of Tombow dual tips. The brush pens, a lot of the time, especially in my notebook, I'll swatch something with a a brush pen and then write over it. Because I really like, I don't, I do use the Fudenosuke um, brush pens occasionally for lettering, but I generally just draw it out with pen and just fill it in that way. i kind of low maintenance when it comes to my, my actual like writing as far as you know, a lot of people are like, how do you write that? And I'm like, well, I just draw it out and then I just go with it. It's basically just my handwriting.
0: Yeah, which is really cool.
1: Like I said, it helps me with the fun and functional. I need it to be like a, yes. a creative outlet, but I also need it to still be functional. Yeah. I think falling in love with your own
0: handwriting is is okay. It's either the it's either a sign of laziness or it's a sign of maturity. I'm gonna go with the sign side, side maybe of maturity.
1: You know, I, I get a lot of questions about my handwriting because, that, let's be honest, it's it's tiny, it's all in black, it's pretty, in general, not an unappealing thing to look at. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. You know, and they're like, how do you do And I'm like, I don't know, I just write. It's just my handwriting. It's all it is. I don't do anything fancy. I don't know how to do anything fancy. I think I would love to learn that. Maybe that'll be my new learning project when I'm yeah. done with school. But I don't know anything, I, like, about fancy writing. I don't, it, I have no idea how to do that. Literally, I just write in my own handwriting. And is it maybe slightly more appealing than... Average handwriting probably because it's tiny and also somewhat pretty. But I would I, I like more power to them. I don't know how to do that and I am impressed with people who can.
0: Yeah, that'd be funny. What if your new hobby is just learning to write big?
1: Like <laughs> <laughs> I think I still could. I mean I have to try really hard. But like if I had to take notes in big handwriting. I don't know if I would know how to do that anymore. Like, I wish I could actually screenshot what my notes look like. It's ridiculous. It's it's like tiny, ridiculous, squished amount of information on one page.
0: Put it on Instagram. I bet somebody will – unless you don't want to share the content, but actually. like
1: – Anyone can learn about cardiac disease, right? I mean,
0: well, that's right. Share the more that the more you know. Um, (laughs)
1: here we go. I'll put it all right. Tell you what, when we're done with this, I will put up a picture on Instagram of what my notes look like. And it is okay, terrifying.
0: Then I will put a link in the show notes to I do, anyways, usually to people's social media. Um, to Lindsay's link on Instagram. And I was gonna ask you, are you gonna change your handle? I'm not. It, it's
1: been Lynn's Marie RN for like a thousand years. Like all of my stuff is the sa- is the same. I'm not gonna change it. I'm still an RN. Even with a nurse practitioner and a doctor degree, I'm still an RN. I work as an RN. I love mm. being a nurse. I've been a i have been I went to nursing for a reason. I probably I considered medical medical school when I um did the biochemistry, but I didn't want to. I am more of a nursing kind of gal and that's okay. And I, my kids are like, but mom, now you're, now you're actually a doctor too. And I said, well, I'm, a, I am, but I'm a nurse doctor. It's different. I'm still a nurse and that's important. <laughs>
0: Dang, Lindsay. When I look at your Instagram handle, there's something in my brain that says, I don't know why Lynn's Marin. Like I skip <laughs> over like Lynn's <laughs> Marin for I think so long I was like, that's Lens Marin. And then I was like, wait. Duh <laughs> this is so
1: embarrassing.
0: I was like, Yeah, she's a nurse, R N. Like, how can I not see that?
1: Lin's Marie R N. <laughs>
0: uh when you graduated recently, someone gifted you a new notebook with a really cute custom cover. Can you describe that? Oh
1: yes. So my sister is kind of my, my human. I have one sibling and she, she is definitely my human. And so she upgraded my cover. She got me a new one that has my new credentials on it. And it is now Lindsay. So it's now DNP NNP CLC PHN, which is too many initials for my own goodness, but a lot of the initials were already there. Um, so CLC is certified lactation counselor and PHN is public health nurse. Those credentials carry with you because they're something that you continue. And obviously I had to certify in those. So you continue, the, I, I can continue those certifications. And again, like I said, I'm still a registered nurse. In order to act work as a nurse practitioner, you must be a registered nurse in the state of that you're working in as well, in addition mm-hmm. to in order to be credentialed as an MP in that state blue and it's yellow and those are my two favorite colors and it has a stethoscope on it it's one of the easy stethoscopes with the heart and it is probably my new favorite cover ever like it's amazing like I want a hundred of them in like I ordered one for myself that just has DNP NNP on it that is kind of a lighter blue and teal because I love it it is again my absolute favorite cover ever and it has a quote on it it's upstairs and I can't remember what the quote is shoot let me see
0: well it's probably something uplifting
1: my sister let me look let me pull up my own instagram feed because it's on there oh it says love health care and i love it because that kind of pretty much sums me up and crazy there's also crazy but you know you gotta go with that i'm a redhead you have a warning sign
0: (laughs) i am not a redhead but they're in my family like (laughs) grandma's and yeah it's it's in my blood somewhere and in the sun, when you squint, it looks a little red on my hair. At least it did before I started going gray. It's
1: starting to come. I know. Me too. I have a streak on the side. It's there. Are you
0: going to stay redhead? Or are you going to blend into age? Or what are you going to do?
1: I am going to let the gray. I'm okay with it. It doesn't mm-hmm. bother me. I just, you know what? Sure. The red yeah. is there. But I'm okay with gray. It doesn't bother me. Like it's part of who I am. I've earned them.
0: Yeah, I feel like that too. But I also feel like I'm on Madisonreed.com a little too often <laughs> to <laughs> really say that about myself. I'm like doing like the video that you can take like a click of color or whatever and it like overlays on your hair, you know, like a little video try on, which is probably wildly inaccurate. But so now I'm having the, the, so then I have three daughters, so they're sitting there doing it. Oh, fine. But I don't know. It's maintenance. It's like nothing against people who dye their hair. It's totally free expression of however you want to look. um My grandma was a redhead and continued to be for a very long time into her early 90s and then kind of was more like a rose blonde you know like because mm-hmm. at a certain point it just looks too stark mm-hmm. you know what I mean um but my, my mom grayed, and she was more like me like kind of like a brown maybe auburn in the summer okay and then she went where went red um so then the two of them were telling me well my grandma's gone now but they were like women in our family don't go gray they go red and I'm like <laughs> so now I'm at, I'm at this juncture I'm like there. Um, maybe i'll go red you just i feel like we need a change or something like let's do something drastic right? <laughs> some i have i don't know if you are friends with any hairstylist or like follow your own or whatever but so many of them are like please for the love of god don't cut your own bangs it's not worth it <laughs> i'll see you stop. soon stop no one needs these home bangs stop
1: <laughs> I know, right?
0: Because a- yeah, we just kind of get itchy for a change or like, I need to do something. I need to express myself somehow. And-
1: exactly. It's been an adventure to say the least. Fortunately, like, my hair is just totally, I, I pretty much, it's always up in a bun and I have a headband on because it can't be in my face. So even when I'm not at work, it's pretty much the same way. And I have zero, like, hairstyle issues at this point because i didn't have a hairstyle to begin with i'm not even gonna pretend i did and that would be lying
0: <laughs> do you ever just get sore from having a bun up like you know that feeling when you take your hair down and then it like feels good and it hurts at the same time yes yeah
1: not usually i think because it's been in the same bun for 30 years <laughs> <laughs> I had long see. hair like almost my whole life. I've cut it a couple of times, but it grows so fast that I cut it and it's long again. So it's just always tied up. It doesn't know any different. I think it would get confused. I wear it down and people don't even recognize me.
0: <laughs> well, you have to do a lot of PPE wearing mm-hmm. personal protection equipment. Is that what that means? Yes, you are correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. So your hair is like the least of your worries right now, but it is kind of affecting your hair a little bit, isn't
1: it? It is. um, Yeah. So the masks and the, first of all, I am allergic to everything. So I'm allergic to a lot of the masks and I am covered in rash from about the eyeballs down from wearing a mask all the time. And then to add to the fun, it's like it makes your eyes swell from the pressure. And then you, you have the pressure at the top from the face shield and the face shields actually they like start to rub the hair off your temples. So I'm like you know, getting a receding hairline on the side of my head because it's rubbing the hair off of me. It's rather entertaining. I mean it's it's really glamorous to wear PPE. I'm I'm not gonna lie. It's fun. Good times. Or not.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah, or not.
1: Does yours have like your name scratched across the top of it? We yeah we have the same one that we we have one that was assigned to us and then we kind of like some some of us decorated like put our names on. We have a place to keep them. Although recently they have gotten more permanent ones that we can clean that we can you know use kept at the room so that we can clean it and reuse it as opposed to and those seem to be better. They're not tearing up the hairline as badly. <laughs> Do you think your hair will come back? Yeah. Yeah, it already has. I had a couple – my hair, like I said, it grows really fast. So some of the other ladies, I'm not sure, but I, I'm i lucky. Like I said, it grows super fast, and it, I have, like, baby fur on the side of my face right now. It's rather entertaining. Wearing the, on the – right above my temples kind of where it rubs.
0: How do you do this for 12 hours in a row? How do you have allergies? Like, how do you see – you just deal with it. You are so tough. I'm so in awe of you.
1: It's it's a challenge, especially like I work in the NICU, so the 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 shields fog up really badly from the breathing and the masks. Is you know you have it's hot. PPE is hot. You get sweaty fast, and we keep the rooms really warm and the isolates really warm because these are tiny humans. They have major temperature control issues. So you're sitting there and you're trying to put an IV in something the size of your thumb, and you're like, I can't. My fogging. Okay, stop for a second. Fog it up because somebody gotta gotta air out a little bit, and then you lean back in and keep going. It's it's been an adventure trying to learn how to function with all of the extra equipment on.
0: Yeah, can you imagine going back now? Like it's gonna be like, this was so easy breezy. Like what? I mean, you obviously had a layer of PPE anyway of some type in that setting anyway, so it's not like... In
1: NICU, we are a PPE heavier population in the first place because Mm -hmm. our our babies are so um, vulnerable. So we are quicker to put extra covering equipment on in the first place compared to a lot of the other areas purely because of that. But not having to wear everything for twelve straight hours. I mean, you just it it's it's been a challenge. And it like I said, you get so hot and it's just so itchy. Oh my goodness, my face is so itchy all the time. There's not enough Benadryl on the planet.
0: That can even touch it?
1: It does. Like it takes the edge off it, but the rash has still not gone away even after a decent you know, I'll have a decent stretch of time off and it's still there.
0: Well, thank you so much for your service to these tiny humans, as you call them. Well, and as they are, I just, oh, they're such a precious, that's such a precious unit. And I think fondly of my NICU staff with when I had the twins in there, we were only in there for eight days. And like I said, they were bigger babies. Um, they just needed a little maturity. They weren't. um I guess you'd say, I don't know, whatever other classification that needed more medical attention.
1: Right on. They yeah. Late preterm. Yeah. 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 They need the, and you know what? Late preterm, they have just as much need to be there as a baby who's born at 23 weeks because mm-hmm. babies need time to mature and they need to have the time that they need in order to grow and be safe when they go home. And it doesn't matter if they're born at 35 weeks or 23 weeks, they still need the time to grow and mature so they can go home safely. And so the parents have the time to learn how to take care of them so that they feel comfortable going home with them as well.
0: Well, this is certainly giving us an insight into your story behind the planner, because when you held up that notebook with your stethoscope, we can say, oh, quick heart like and yay health hero. But like to actually hear it like boots on the ground, what it's like, you're losing your hair, you're losing your sleep, your I mean, and this is, you know, just during this time, it's a challenging job anyways, like just on a normal, quote unquote, normal health, you know, without the global pandemic issue or whatever um it's just nice to see someone else's schedule we're just we're kind of voyeuristic don't you think in some Mm -hmm. ways in our nature like we like to see each other's plans we like to see your where do you store your notebooks like the weirdest things like we want to know like what are your pens laying flat on your desk are they in a cup like why do i care where your pens
1: are (laughs) I'm a flat pen girl. Save your ink. Protect your ink.
0: <laughs> okay. So there's a reason behind that. All right. I know. Well, I knew fountain pens usually had to go flat, right? I was
1: going to say it protects the tip because if you lay them down all the time, all the ink is going to go into the end and your your tips are going to break down faster. Especially for people like me that need a fine tip, it's going to fill your mm-hmm. tip much and you're going to get big old dots of ink everywhere.
0: I guess I knew that for fountain pens, but like even every, any old regular pen you do that with mm-hmm. too? That's a dedication.
1: I told you, I have. I, there's a twelve-step program for pen people like me.
0: Do you have a tray that you keep them in?
1: I actually have pouches. I, I'm, I'm a big uh, sarcastic pouch fan. So I mm. have a different pouch with a different sarcastic saying on them that I have each of the different kind of pens in because I'm not one who likes it by color. I'm one who's more of I want to use this particular style of pen right now as opposed to I want all my purple pens on one spot, I want all my other things, because for me it's usually more of I'm doing this specific type of writing or I need this specific type of tip, so I want to grab the type of pen. So there's a pouch, they all lay in their pouches, and the pouches are in a, like a, I have a rectangular shaped wooden box, and I just line them up and grab the pouch of the different types. So they're all laying flat in their pouches, in the box.
0: And that box, do you have a desk?
1: I do. I have, I have an office and that box is kind of sitting on the shelf next to my desk.
0: Do you put that PEM right back into that pouch or do you just like kind of set it on your desk for a while? Like how organized, that sounds very organized.
1: You know, it sounds more organized than it is. My office looks like a Bomb went off in it. I'm not going to lie. It's been collecting everything for four years because it has become the dumping ground for everyone's stuff. Mm. My kids' stuff's everywhere. My stuff, I mean, it sounds way more organized than it is. Yes, I usually put them away, but it usually takes me at least 20 minutes to figure out which pen is in which pouch. I mean, which type is it? I can't remember that. That's too much effort for me. Well uh,
0: what sarcastic say do you have um anyone handy or did or have you memorized any of those sayings? Like what
1: I have what one say? that says I've never faked a sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> that one strikes it. I have one that says I like big books and I cannot lie. There's another one I know is on it. Um some of them just uh some of them have, you know, not so PC things on them. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. So- mm-hmm. so- but uh magical like sloth things like I it generally they're all kind of a little bit not a little bit sarcastic a lot a little bit sarcastic a lot
0: a little little bit
1: bit. and good
0: puns in there that (laughs) that's good I like a good pun I do too and then do you have a pouch of pouches like backup pouches that you're not using right now I actually do thank you okay (laughs) I'm not scared. alone. Like, if you don't have a pouch of pouches, are you even living? Yeah. Like, what?
1: I must have the pouches. I, I, my, my pen addiction stems to the pen pouch addiction. It's a little bit intense, but you know, hey, we all have our problems.
0: Do you have the? Do you have the one that's white with kind of a grid on it that has a kind of a pink trim and some probably Japanese letters on it? that has a side pouch that zips out and lays flat?
1: I do, but it's blue because blue is my favorite color.
0: Oh, because blue, right. I do. That's been around for a while. I finally got one this year.
1: And I kind of like it. Yes, it's kind of amazing. I have a couple different ones like that. I tend to keep those type in my bag with me so that I can Mm -hmm. easily see. Because there's always, you know, the, the pens that I use the most are always in one spot where I just grab them because let's be honest, I'm a black ink pen kind of girl, and most of the things are just black ink. So the other pens don't get as much play, but I know they're there and it makes me feel good about myself. So, But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the black pens that I use the most are just a kind of like that one that I just grab and go because it has a handle on the side of it. And then I-
0: The one I'm describing?
1: The one I have but, one that has a handle too that you can carry it.
0: Yes, yes, that is. I that's a detail I forgot to mention.
1: All about part of it
0: Oh, yep. I like it. Well, it kind of simplifies things too because you have to choose what goes in there.
1: Yes,
0: it's like really, it's like roomy, but it's not so big that you're like, I'm going to bring every pen I ever owned in here, mm-hmm.
1: and I couldn't. Like you because, have to. again, there are too many. Oh my goodness. <laughs>
0: Well, and then the the little side pouch that zips out, there's those little elastic loops. Then you have to decide who gets the prominent loop spot.
1: That is all in mine. It is filled with black .38 G2s because that's what I use to take notes. That's what I use for almost everything. The Pilot G2 .38 is my absolute go-to pen.
0: So are they just all of those loops are just the same pen in a row just in case you run out of ink? Just to have a crew. I have a crew. Like,
1: there's a crew because I use it. as a squad. And everyone steals my pen at work because they're like, "This is a really nice pen," and I'm like, "I know, give me my pen back." But they all (laughs) have to have several because they they fly away really, really quickly. Like I know. (laughs) That's why I have it. That's why there are four of them there.
0: I've been trying to embrace, like, being, like, a messy pen user just to flex that, uh, I don't know, just to flex, just to flex, I guess. Like, hey, look what I can do. (laughs) I can put blue and black together. And then somewhere along the line, I'm like, "Mm, what have I done?
1: Like, (laughs) Right? You're like, this is, I can't. It's like a walking face palm. I'm like, what did I do?
0: So I actually was like, so I'm basically, I've always said I'm team black, I'm team black, team black. But I don't like to be so pigeonholed, even if I'm the one pigeonholing myself. Right? So I'm like, I could use blue ink look at me now. And I had like a, a very Royal blue Papermate mate flare that I was crossing out all my plans that got canceled due to COVID-19. You know oh, what I mean? My. I was like, look, I'm just writing right over all these black things with this giant blue marker and I'm killing it. And I did. I, I'm glad I did like just for that freedom and just to cross them out felt good. Um, But then I was like, let me take this a step further. What if I just jump camps and just completely write in blue just to see if I can? Like, I don't know. There's something about me that has to be unique, even if I'm the one saying it. (laughs) Like, I'm the one who told myself I could write in black. I'm like, no, you can't tell me what to do. I can write in blue. And I'm like, but you're the one who. Yeah, it's as you can see, fodder for therapy. But anyways, so. But then I was like, I can't necessarily – I need a whole new setup where I only write in blue. And I actually got a custom pen made that is um, actually Plans with Jamie. Do you know Jamie? Her husband started doing hobbyist things with his lathe. Um, So he makes pens with his lathe and he orders these parts like acrylic blocks. Whoa. And they're – so they're like – hollow on the inside for where your ink would go and then he grinds them down into pens and so I could order like what color I wanted so I got this really uh, sparkly is maybe not the right word because it's not sparkly like a uh, Villa Beautiful pen is sparkly but it's mm, almost kind of kind of but there's not as much iridescence in it okay. it's kind of like a bowling ball like <laughs>
1: I know what you're saying. I'm tracking.
0: Yeah, but not glittery, but kind of like a I don't know if it's like a 60s countertop. I don't well, I don't know what it is, but it's flex. There's flex of the light shimmers in a certain type of way that's appealing to me. That and hey, I'll do I'll do what you did for your notes on Instagram after this. I will, and I've been meaning to photograph it too because I want to shout it out. But so then I'm like, if I'm gonna write in blue. I'm going to write in this baller blue pen, and it's going to be blue. Like, I'm going to be like, there's my blue pen. I'm ready for blue. And But then I'm kind of already like, but then it will have to be in this one traveler's notebook. And then I put it into my black traveler's notebook. And I'm like, but I think I'm going to need a Motorm blue um, rings to put this in because – It needs to all go together. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have a whole blue, like, scenario because. Just because! Because I can.
1: (laughs) I I, I find it so entertaining that I am a hardcore black ink person, and blue is literally my favorite color. Everything I own, blue. It's all blue. But I have to write in black ink. It makes zero sense. Zero sense. But... I got nothing and I try to write in blue and it's like I have this visceral response I'm like I can't do it it hurts I can if I'm doing it like decoratively to have it be a statement thing but if I'm having like an everyday writing adventure if it's blue I have a heart attack if it's anything but wrong, <laughs> it's like I can't do it it hurts it hurts me I can't explain it <laughs> like, it's my favorite color I don't understand it might literally be a
0: visual thing since you do write so um, elegantly small and compact, like maybe just that that tone back up on you. like think of a whole page of your notes in that color. It might just be a dissonance in your like your eye. It's, like it's like,
1: oh, it's gotta be something like that because I mean, it doesn't bother me if, to write in color if it's like as a visual kind of thing if I'm truly doing it decoratively. But if I'm, like, writing to actually write, it I can't handle it. It blows my mind.
0: I've been trying to – I have a pen cup. This is just like a little Ray Don thing that says edit. Just, I don't know, podcast. Nod to editing podcast. Anyways, I have it on my nightstand, and as I'm taking notes for this, um, my – my debut novel. (laughs) Uh, This is is not going (laughs) like so many people like you got to write like six books before they go anywhere. I'm like, okay. Um, But anyways, I'm just trying to eliminate any barrier. So if I have an idea, I will grab the first pen that's around and sometimes that's pink and sometimes that's aqua and sometimes it's blue on a page that's already written in black. And I'm realizing the time it takes for me to, sometimes even find a pen, but like to make that decision of how I'm going to write it or where I'm going to like what color it's going to be. Mm-hmm. That idea mm-hmm. that I had is, will like dissipate. I'm like, wait, wait, so I've, I've, because I'm new at this craft um, of honing ideas and articulating a character arc and things like that, things will kind of just pop up and I'm, I'm distracted enough in my own personal life and have enough going around in my own house where like, no one say anything to me. I need to write this down before I completely forget what I'm, this great idea. So my notes are, my notes I think would drive you bonkers. Like it looks like a patchwork quilt of large, crooked, multicolored handwriting.
1: <laughs> but it's, pretty, it? it's really pretty if there's enough. Like I like the pretty too. It's very, it's very weird. I think it's maybe just like. The- From having to stare at my own notes for so long. It sounds beautiful. Oh,
0: no. It is a rat's nest of scratches. And like a multicolor. Multi pen. Like had ejection problems all over it. It was like click, click, click. But if that gets my ideas down. I don't want that to be an impediment. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if these are tools. And they do need to serve us. So I'm trying to be the master of them a little bit more. And call if you're this far in and you into this podcast and you're like, what are you talking about? Thanks for making it this far.
1: <laughs> we appreciate it.
0: They're Like, are they talking about being masters of pens? What?
1: <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: We've got to move to a dark
1: place, Jess.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, we really did. Um, well, no, I'm really excited to see what happens, Lindsay, with after certification and after things settle down, um, you know, just professionally during this health crisis, um, what that sort of breath of fresh air will be for you and getting into your EC Weekly will be a blast from the past for you.
1: I'm looking forward to kind of see how things progress as well. I think it's going to be nice. I'm, my brain needs a break. It, it does like I need to give it a break. It's tired. I'm tired. My brain is tired. I'm looking forward to having some time to just be creative. That's my favorite.
0: Like you said, your time is very precious to you, and so I really appreciate you coming on the the show today and giving up an hour of your time and sharing your story with the Planner community. Thanks so much for coming today.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm so grateful.
0: Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to another episode. Hey, future selves, if we ever need to know when this was recorded, this interview was conducted on May 21st, 2020. So... Yay. Also, that was the date that I started TikTok, because what 40-year-old doesn't need to be on TikTok? You can find my account at jessmcw, that's J-E-S-S-M-C-W, on TikTok. I hope to see you there.